0: What are the Stanley Cup playoffs without a little Naz Kadri controversy? (laughs) Uh, We should be talking about one of the best overtime goals we've seen in a long time. The one that pushed Tampa Bay to the brink of elimination on a Kadri great individual effort. Mind you. Two weeks ago, surgery on his thumb. But we're not, because we went through a press conference last night, post game press conference, in which John Cooper, head coach of Tampa Bay, I, I don't even know how to describe it, guys. I mean, uh, we're we're gonna go. We're we're loaded with kippers, uh, clippers, and. Uh, we got plenty of them. Of course, I'm joined again by uh, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee, Josh How- Santos on tech, and uh, guys, let's uh, let's start dissecting this. Uh, were you one of How those guys? How did trade that- him? How did trade him? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, Sammy. You, you know we've got an hour. We're gonna cram in so much, and we will get that. We will get that conversation, but oh. it's not. It's not high on the uh, priority list. Uh, based K- on Kipper, the guy,
1: let's it's number Kipper. One.
0: the guy most
2: depressed, the most hurt by that goal last night was Alex Kerfoot. It wasn't anyone on Tampa Bay. It was Alex Kerfoot going, oh, come on.
0: God, you guys are just going straight for the, the leaf <laughs> angle right now, and I'm the not show. there yet. All right, I'm all right, there. all right. Take fine, us to the top. Fine, hold fine, hold fine. your horses. All right. <laughs> hold. On, hold. On, Hold your horses on what may be the worst trade in 50 years for the Toronto Oh, Leafs. my God. Hold your horses go. on that. Here we go. <laughs> Where were you guys after the Cadre goal? Did you, did you click off and go to bed and wake up to, oh, my gosh, what the hell happened last night with with Cooper and – and Kadri, uh, let's start with you, JB. Was that one of those things where you just thought, hey, the, w- the worst thing about his overtime goal was the fact that nobody really knew it went in. It was almost a reminder of yeah. like Kane's overtime goal, Chicago in Philadelphia, where you know, Chris Cuthbert, and I'm not sure who called the game on ESPN, no fault of their own, but nobody really knew the puck actually went in uh, you right. know, uh, off the initial shot.
2: Yeah, you know, I'll admit I, I didn't spend too much time after the game. I watched the goal go in. I watched the three or four replays. Uh, and basically, you know, the thought I had was Mike Babcock and Sheldon Keefe like to say that you know, the goal of an offense is to get the opposing team diving into their bench, right? They're so tired. They've been out for a minute and a half. They're diving. Once you got them on, on, in that cycle you're going to be taking the puck back to them over and over. And I just thought that's what happened. You know, great play by Kadri, but I thought it was a testament to Colorado's play that they had Tampa Bay struggling to get to their bench. And that was the story of the overtime for me. And then uh checked my phone before I went to bed and I was like, huh, maybe there is more to that than I thought. Woke up this morning in full chaos. So here we are.
1: Yeah, that was a weird one in overtime. I I, I always wonder how the guys feel that score that one. You know, you think of Canes that won the Stanley Cup uh, Final. Was it Game 6? Uh, when it went in to win it, and then no one went, knew it. He was skating down to the other end. No one else knew it went in the net. I always wonder how – I guess you're happy you won the game, but there's that little momentary you don't get to have that outburst, right? Like you don't get to see the puck go in. You don't get to have that like, yes, everybody – Everybody in the building didn't know it was in. Cadre didn't know it was in. He was looking at his chest. I felt very weird about it. It just felt weird. The mojo was off. I don't know. There's just something about it. It was a great goal, but it just really felt weird to me. And to have this sort of Cooper follow up to it, I don't really know. Like, we can get into it here. We can play Cooper, but I, I don't really know how to feel about what Cooper said.
0: The, the press conference left everybody scratching their head, uh, and. There, there's no question that uh, TV didn't do the, the line change justice. You could not see uh, when, in fact, there, there's a couple of different angles where you could see it from afar, but only after you really looked for it. But on the surface, there was, there was no indication. We know uh, uh, both ESPN and Hockey Night in Canada and, and the guys at the, uh, either on the panel or in the booth, uh, no one mentioned uh a 50 foot line change and nobody no, I... had any idea about anything until John Cooper hit the podium and uh is is that our first uh, Kipper's Clipper here yeah, Sammy is is John Cooper describing what he saw on the game winning goal that uh that left him quite frankly speechless and people scrambling to find out what the heck is he talking about let 's have a listen
3: I love this league it's uh, it's the greatest league in the world. The people that run it are amazing everything about it it's it's like a dream come true for me, especially being a Canadian kid growing up and everything that's gone on and a lot of times when you're uh, you know, I've been part of some heartbreaking losses and, and defeats to, to teams that that took us out and been with a group that just fights and fights and fights, and they fought their way to to a third Stanley Cup final in a row. And in a cap era, when, when it's so damn hard and the r- rules are put against you, because they you know the, the league wants parity, and I love that about the league, and that's what makes it tougher. And this, just watch this team, what they've gone through, and the battling that's gone on, and and we're all in this together—players, coaches, refs, everybody. But it just—it just this one's, this one's going to sting much more than others, just because I think it was taken on. It was potentially—I don't know. I, it's hard for me. This is going to be hard for me to speak. I'm going to have to speak. I'll speak with you tomorrow. You're going to see what I mean when you see the winning goal. And I, my heart breaks for the players because we probably still should be playing.
0: Um, I'll be available tomorrow. And thus, the Ooh. mad scramble for Say the truth. Say what you mean, John. God. So is this guy a wow, bumps
1: rider, little thriller,
0: <laughs> So, our own Elliot Friedman uh, tweeted after that, I think, and he put uh, think in quotations that this is because the Lightning believed Colorado had too many men on the ice when the winning goal was scored. I followed up Elliot's tweet with the NHL is now aware that John Cooper's post-game issue stems from his feelings that Cadre made an illegal line change. That he jumped on the ice way too early to replace Nate McKinnon. I think when, when people first thought about too many men on the ice, they did see Nate by the bench. And the first thought amongst many were was that Well, he's not in the play. It's not affecting the play. He's a foot away from the bench, and it has nothing to do with the game-winning goal. Except when you understand that Nates was replaced. The line change was McKinnon for Kadri. (laughs) And we know, guys that there's a leeway on line changes, right? There is a a discretion, a judgment, as the NHL uh, put out an official release on the play. It's a judgment call, but it's pretty black and white that you cannot play the puck if your line change is still on the ice. Correct, JB? Right,
2: yeah. First off, cr- credit to Co- uh, to Cooper because he managed to get his complaint out there a hundred percent without ever complaining. Right? He never he never expressly said it. He very lawyerly to uh, the way he okay. went about launching right. his ho- complaint.
0: Ho- ho- hold on for a second. Hold on because you know there are some that will look at Cooper last night and go, "Holy!" Grandstanding, like that was grandstanding at its best. That one had the little violin out. That one Uh, had. I love this league. That one had Lincoln. That one had Lincoln lawyer written all over it. Yeah. So kudos though, well done.
2: He got his point across without getting fined by criticizing the officials. That is a very tactful way to go about it. Did um, it work? You know, yeah, it worked. Absolutely, it worked. So the, the league put out a statement. It worked so effectively. You know, I, I went through that video a number of times before our show today. I have a screenshot where the puck is an inch from entering the net. Like, it's just about in the net, and McKinnon's skate is still on the ice. <laughs> it's like he, he mm-hmm. took a long time at the gate. Once he got there, he took a long time jiggling the handle. He's barely off the ice when the when the puck goes in the net. I will say this about line changes, and Kipper, so, I'm, I'm...
0: Go ahead. Okay, so so, if he's still on the ice, where the hell is he when Kadri touches the puck at the blue line? Not that far,
2: like, I don't know, three feet? He's, it's, he just kind of takes his time once he gets to the bench. You know, it's a, it's, I, you know, I wish we had an angle of it much earlier, where Kadri skates hit the ice wa- first... Where was McKinnon at that point? I haven't found that angle yet. But, you know, Kipper, I think you can back me up on this. They call too many men when teams make mistakes. When, ah, oops, uh, you know, we got six guys and there's chaos at the bench or the puck gets rimmed up around there. When someone just confidently changes too early, just jumps over, there's no mess up, a guy just goes out early, they rarely call it. They rarely say, ah, you exceeded the threshold.
0: Uh, if if they if they notice it, they call it one hundred percent. You cannot touch and play a puck when you're man. That you're. That's the difference in this one. Still he plays on it. the ice. The only the only difference is is usually what you're talking about is the puck somehow ends up near the bench, and everybody can see it because yes. the play is around the bench. This one, if if we if we found a, an angle that showed everyone's fixated on, on on the play at the blue line and it was within a west a whisker of being offside on its own so yeah i, I think with four officials on the ice the, the only focus was it is the play offside is, is it not offside uh Lekkinen made a hell of a pass, boys. A hell of a pass. Here's the thing here, Kipper. If
2: Lekkinen takes two more strides, he gets the red, and he can dump it in. If he dumps it in, obviously we never talk about this line change, and this is the type of change that happens, I don't want to say often, but a few times a game where someone goes, all right, I'm allowed 10 feet on this change. I'm going to take 13. I'm going to take 16. It it is, to your point, this is different because Kadri – has the Pacquiao McKinnon still on the ice? You're,
0: you're talking 10, 15 feet. We're talking 40. We're talking no, 50. Right. Yeah. Like that, That at the end of the day, this is just a glaring missed call by the officials. It's, <laughs> it's not reviewable. They can't go back. And yes, there's a gray zone when it comes to these line changes no question about it but for for a guy to play up he he jumped early boys he did kadri Fellas, jumped real listen. early on this play and ended up scoring the game winning goal and it worked I, it i'm going to worked.
2: i'm going to tweet the image that i just sent to our group chat um, if you guys can open it up and take a look there, you can see the puck just about at the crossbar and McKinnon skate still on the ice. Like there's nothing that can happen
0: here. Well, hold it's on for on... a second. I got to, I got to follow you first. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't tweet it. I sent it to our WhatsApp. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. I thought you, I thought you tweeted it. I was going to say something that play,
2: would earn another E on our, uh, <laughs> an explicit rating on our podcast. So, there. W-
0: w- you know, your, your, your basic point on the picture is,
2: it, I mean, it's as egregious as you, or as much as you want to debate like the, was it uh, too many or was it? He's scoring with the guy still in the ice. Yes, yeah. it was too many men. There's no room for debate in this case. It was too many men. Uh, at the same time, I think the right team wins the hockey game. It's not fair. Like Tampa Bay deserved the chance to go back and get one the other way. But yes. I thought Colorado was, was excellent in overtime and Tampa Bay, man, really what a fight that team put up. They
1: got caved in in overtime, like it was a complete beatdown in that overtime period, Tampa. And it reminded me, actually, I thought—I mean, not to bring it back to the Leafs, but the thought crossed my mind that it was going to be <laughs> Game Six, Tampa, Toronto. Because remember that period? Sammy, of, I had of the exact thought. I
2: almost tweeted where,
1: that last night. Where Game Six, where the Leafs just beat the bo- the barn doors off the off the Lightning in in that overtime. Can't one get get one by Vasilevsky, and then one trickles through? F- uh, I think it was Point that ended up scoring that, if I, it if was, I remember correctly, yeah. but. I, I gotta. Can I tell you something, boys? I'm happy it didn't get called. You know, I don't want, I I don't want the it to be a like. I know it's not ticky tack, but it's it's a bang bang play. It's overtime. It's a fast game out there. They put the whistles away for the last 40 minutes of that game. Did you like how many blatant penalties were there in the third period in overtime that they didn't call? Okay. With refs right. looking right at it, trips, right, slashes. But,
2: but Let me ask
1: listen, you. hold on. Listen, there was more, way more obvious penalties not called than that too many men. Let's just say that. There was way more you,
0: penalties called. Let me ask both of you this question. If the officials called too many men on the ice, would you be sitting here in this moment telling me, Sammy, that they let everything go? That's a BS call. Would you be telling me that this morning if that that got called for too many men on the ice? Would you tell me, I can't believe they let everything go, and then they call this 50-foot too many men on the ice penalty? Is That's, that what you're that telling me? Like so, that sounds like something I might say, sure. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll live in that hypothetical no.
1: take world. No, no we, we, right. go, we, we go, cool. go, you can't Help score a
2: goal. You can't score Help a goal if the other guy's still on the ice. But Of course it's a no goal.
1: Yeah. I understand, but I don't know. I just, I'm not... I'm not as bent out of shape. If it was the Leafs, I'd be apoplectic, obviously. I'm, just,
2: I'm,
0: not
1: as, I'm not as bent out of shape about it as I think uh, you know, a lot of people are. I'm just happy that it was Kadri that scored. It was just a great goal, so, a great moment for him, comes back. Yeah, let's I just don't want that to be here. taken off the board.
0: Yeah. So l- let me ask you, because we we have been a big fan of, of John Cooper on this show, and uh, I, I like Coop. Uh, there's parts of his... His mindset that uh, I like, uh, I did say that uh, there was a little bit of that lawyer coming out of him last night. Where are, Sammy, are you okay with the, the the John Cooper kill them with kindness attitude last night? Like, come on, I, what I love about the league. Oh, the parody. There, he's like, you know, the league wants but, parody. I love that about the league. You do? But, but, you love
2: that? They want to break up your team?
0: The dream come true, The I'm just a Canadian Small kid. town kid
2: from Canada, <laughs> like, oh, working in the it, coal mines as a child.
0: Did it work? <laughs> Walking uphill both
2: ways, and like, no boots. <laughs>
1: Sammy, did I, that work for you? No, listen, like, did he practice that one in the mirror before he went out there, Coop? Like, that was so, I don't know. We've talked about his earned arrogance for th- three months now. You know he's a very sort of cocky, arrogant guy, but he's earned it. Why not? His team's one of the best in history in terms of dynasties. They've put kept this team together through thick and thin and gone to two straight three straight cup finals one two. I guess he's earned the right to go up there and sound like that, but just it's came off as borderline sad to me. I don't know like it's a it's a tough break. it's a tough bounce. I understand it it's horrible. It's in the moment, but like this be pissed off. Don't give me this like. Soliloquy about growing up in Canada I don't know do you, What do you guys think I would rather him just go up there And you know Eviscerate the refs
0: Yeah I think I, I don't, Go ahead Yeah I, I'm I'm with you I would have just gone up there And said Go take a look at the game winning goal and, and you tell me If that's a A legal line change That's it That's it
2: That's it, it. Yeah I, That's all I need
0: and to listen, say
1: From a least fan perspective Uh Yeah I don't care Coop Yeah you got the biggest BS pick call called ever on Justin Hall when John Tavares scored the tying goal in the second period. All the momentum in the Leafs' favor, and the refs stole a moment from us too. They, you know, like lots of things happen. Bad breaks. They had seven guys in the ice when they scored the winner against the Islanders. Like things happen. It's hockey. So I don't have a ton of sympathy for Coop as a guy who cheers for a team that never wins anything.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, should we return to the actual game the rest of it the
0: Do you want to do Kadri first because Sammy sure. still this one's kind of this one kind of stings Sammy. Ways. It It really hurts. Anybody but Kadri uh score that goal for for Sammy and uh and maybe Kyle Dubas I'm I'm not sure but why don't we go to Kadri if he if he uh if he actually knew it went in let's listen to his post game comment.
2: Did you know that went in? Uh, not really. I mean, I uh, just tried to make a little move there and go far side, and I'm, I'm assuming that's where it went. I don't know if he found a hole, but uh, it was a bit of a delayed reaction. I thought he made the save for a second, and you know, next thing you know, people are sprinting towards me. So it's a good feeling. Okay,
0: the man 100%. has one hand. This is this is Bobby Bond broken leg stuff here, boy. Hundred percent.
2: Yeah, no, it is. This is, uh, you know what it reminded me of, is it reminded me of Stamco scoring in the two minutes and 39 seconds he played in the previous year, where it's like, you know, a heart and soul guy comes in and gives you a big one, and then, you know, I don't know, I guess Kadri's still fine. Obviously, he could be playing next game, but what a big debut. I think, Sammy, you had in our notes the first player to score an overtime winner in his Stanley Cup final debut that wasn't game one.
1: Yes, correct. Which is a very cool stat. That is, an and and Kemper, the first ever goalie assist on a Stanley Cup Final OT winner. Unbelievable!
0: So Just uh, the anticipation of even having Kadri in the lineup, and uh, you know it was great that we got a, an early jump on that conversation yesterday morning, but. Uh, did we really expect Kadri to to come in and and handle the puck as much as he as he did? Or, I mean, at, at the end of the day, what is he sixty, fifty, forty percent on 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 the strength of his hand to shoot? Yet, it's all about positioning. It's that it's that golfer you look at that you go, okay, how, how does he drive the ball three twenty when he's you know? Is there a science to what he did last night? But it was remarkable.
2: Yeah. Uh, it was, it was like, a, what an unbelievable I'm, showing. Sorry, Sam. No, just I would love to see the breakdown
1: of his uh, ice time per period because it really felt like Bednar's the trust really started to accumulate in him. Like, I just, it felt like in the earlier in the game, he wasn't looking as into the game. Like, he, didn't he look tentative to you guys early in the game? Like, he was kind of not afraid of contact, but not going to the right. Just the way he was holding the stick, he looked kind of tentative. But as the game went on, he really, really started to get better shifts, more harder passes, receiving passes, and then scoring the overtime winner. I think he really, really grew into the game.
0: And I, I, I think there's something to be said about his hockey IQ of, of putting himself in positions of, of of strength, and then uh, the game's all, uh, it's a timing thing, where to be, when to be, when to wow. not be. And On the uh, too many
2: men play too, Kipper, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. He sees a chance that they're diving yeah. into the boards to exploit them.
0: I got no problem with that. Not not an issue at all here. No, at the end of the day, uh, it, it's still a, a hell of an effort to be able to, to go into that scenario and I think uh, it was noted that uh, Sergachev and maybe McDonough had a, had a shift that was uh, uh, bordering on, on two minutes here. I don't it was know a minute, minute 38, 40? I
2: think, yeah, something like that. Yeah. almost
0: a minute and 40. Like think about that. and where is Tampa Bay and all of this uh, moving forward? And uh, you know, J.B., I think earlier in the show, you mentioned that uh, the, the right team won. Especially yeah. in overtime. That was uh that was Tampa trying to hold on. They were Muhammad Ali at the end of his career, rope a dope. They're taking punches. They're they're hanging on. And here comes the younger, quicker, faster legs. Uh they uh they they had it uh they had it in the zone right from the get go.
2: Yeah. And you know what, that Sergachev is too tired to gap up there, right? Normally you get up to the blue line and skate with the mm-hmm. forwards coming back into the zone. He's too tired to get up, so he's got a bad gap, so he's kind of scrambling on the play. Um, and, and that's all because of the, the hockey that comes prior, right? It's not all sure, just one hurt. bad change. Yeah, oh, for sure. And yeah, man, they're... That Tampa Bay team, the amount of guys going down the tunnel, I don't know if they got the Russian gas back there that Stewie's always talking about or what, but, like, those guys come back, you know, rejuvenated. It's Sorelli, it's Chernak, it's Hegel.
0: Yeah, but they they are they are wounded. They are oh, I know. wounded. They're, that's why right they deserved – that's why it hurts, I think, to lose that way. They
2: put in all that effort, and they wanted a, a better shot than that.
0: Yeah. Down to I, 5D, Chernak uh, hurt, can't play. Uh, McDonough looks absolutely like he is out of gas. And uh, I just, I don't know what's left of these guys. They are hanging on. Sorelli, um, you know, good on the cameras for picking up uh, that that dressing room scene where I think Maroon is, is helping him put his jersey on. But, like, not much left of Tampa Bay here. Uh, going into Colorado, guys, they're they, they are on the ropes. So, uh, I would love to
1: d- I would love to doubt the, the 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 Tampa Bay Lightning here. I don't know. I just it feels now. Doesn't it now feel like it's it's going in there and it could be a big time a big time win for the Avalanche? Like they they that was Tampa's last stand. Does it feel that way to you guys too? Because that's how way it feels to me.
0: Yeah, for me. The one thing that I could sit there and say is Kemper last night didn't outplay Vasilevsky. And I think last night's a prime example of, of how many games Tampa Bay won when they should have lost because of this guy. And last night's another example for me of how Vasilevsky almost stole another game for Tampa Bay. And now I'm watching Kemper, and if Kemper just again makes the saves that he's supposed to make and give him full credit for that because that's what he did last night. He was not better than Vasilevsky, but he didn't have to be better than him. He just needed to make the saves that he was supposed to make. And then the team in front of him would do the rest. That's what I saw last night. Can Vasilevsky go into Colorado and absolutely steal one? Yeah, we think he can. But it's it seems like it's just it's running its course right now. But to Sammy's point, why wouldn't you, why would you give them the benefit of the doubt based on what they've done historically up until this point?
1: Borny, I think Borny's muted.
2: Oh, sorry, guys. Yeah. I think last night, that's, a... that's why it ending the way it did hurt Tampa so much, knowing that it looked like game six against the Leafs, where they were getting pounded, they were on their heels, Vasilevsky was keeping a in it, and they felt like they just needed one the other way They felt like Kemper hasn't proven himself in those moments like Vasilevsky has, and they might be able to steal one. You know, asking a goalie to steal three more, it's it's a big, it's an uphill climb when you're not the better team here, and it looks like right now what's left of of Tampa Bay isn't. I'm curious to see if Braden Point forces himself into action for Game 5. I don't know how bad it is, but... You know these these guys got nothing left. It just feels like they're they're a skeleton crew, and Vasilevsky can only do so much. I thought Vasilevsky was wonderful last night. He made about five saves in overtime that a lot of goalies in the league don't make.
0: It's it's almost as if last night's loss gives you another appreciation of what Vasilevsky has meant to Tampa Bay. And I'm not saying that it takes away, uh, um, you know, the attention that uh, those those players have had. But I think last night is a perfect example of what he's really meant to the team yeah. and how he has, in many ways, absolutely stolen playoff wins uh, with some of the best goaltending we've seen in Stanley Cup playoff history. That's how good Vasilevsky was. And last night, he, was, he came up short for one of the few times in the last three years, but man it's just uh to me it's one of those where you're like god Tampa Bay could actually be tied right now because of one guy
2: no kidding. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Uh did you want to get to some of these clips before we we go to break here? Kipper, we got a bunch from Naz Naz Kadri himself, Yeah, Bednar, do you want to do
0: Bednar? Let's go to Bednar's decision to put Naz in because we had talked sure. about this in yesterday's show what uh, what clip. does it mean? 50, 60% is better than uh someone else's uh 90 or 100. Let's have a listen. I mean, he's been building towards it uh Lots of talk with the trainers, mostly, um, and then when he's thinking about it and getting close the last couple of days, then I talk to him, you know, and because I want to know more so than just him telling the trainers that he's ready to go. I want to know what he's going to be able to do, what he can't do, if if anything, and you know how he's feeling about it, and making sure that he's confident that he can come back and help us win. You know, I don't I don't want I don't want him in if he can't play the right way and accomplish what we need to accomplish. And he he was pretty sure and and liked the way his last few skates had gone. And, you know, so obviously we want a player of his caliber in the lineup. And, you know, tonight's a good reason why. And a thumbs a long way from the heart and it doesn't uh, affect your skating legs. He, he adds that quickness to the lineup, right? Uh, He plays fast, He makes great decisions. Uh, Decisive player I also
1: don't think he's
2: someone Who handles it a ton Or who shoots from distance a ton Like, you know, if it's Steven Stamkos With a bad thumb, I don't think he can play If it's, you know, Kucherov Maybe it's different Kadri, you know, he gets his action around the crease When he scores, tips and rebounds And all that sort of stuff Never easy to play with a thumb like that But maybe the style he plays helped him uh, Be able to come back a little sooner Than some other guys might have been able to
0: all right, Sammy. We're gonna to go to break, but we'll leave you with the uh, uh, the last thought. Uh, how pissed off are Leaf fans? He's not a Toronto Maple Leaf this morning. I've been I've been gathering intel as
1: I usually do. I I think a lot of Leaf fans are just on the golf course. I don't know how many of them really care about this final, but that definitely that definitely shot a little life into it. I I'm heartbroken, man because I always love Nazem Kadri. Nazem Kadri is my favorite Leaf. His entire Leafs career. I hated the trade that happened. Everyone said they had to do it, and it's just this is exactly what Naz is. He's all heart. He cares so much about hockey. He cared so much about being a Leaf, and it's just really heartbreaking to see him have these moments somewhere else. I have to admit, like I I don't want to sound like I'm sour. I don't want to sound like a sour grapes or whatever, but it just breaks my heart that he's having these moments on a different team. There.
0: I'm and, Sammy, well done. And, and, and just, I think the motivation, uh, he, he's still pissed off he's not a Toronto Maple Leaf. I, I can tell you that I right know. now. And there are, you know, there's some within an inner circle of him that uh, that this is uh, this is the best revenge that he can have on a team that he considers ran him out of town.
2: Oh, they He's did! He's gonna bring the Stanley no Cup to Scotiabank that. Arena and host a private event. There, <laughs> oh
0: my God! There, there are some rumors on what he would do with the Stanley Cup in the city of oh, Toronto. Oh, please no!
1: Let's go to break. And coming up next on Real Kipper. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, let's let's uh, definitely go to break. Did we find? Um, uh, is Tim Peel gonna join us for a few minutes? Yeah, we found to Peel.er
1: a... He's gonna come on. alright we'll we'll get
0: a we'll get a referee's perspective on this. Was this just another? long line of line changes that, you know, get called or don't get called. Is this one of, like, 20 a game, or did this one have a different feel? We'll, we'll get Tim Peel to, to to weigh in on that. And also, guys, uh, some news and notes. I know you guys went on on the NHL Awards show. I've got my take on that. And, uh, yeah, I got my take on that NHL Awards <sighs> show. <laughs> We're All getting right. back into that because All I was right. not part of your discussion yesterday and I want in on it. <laughs> All after the break on Real Kipper and Born.
1: Discussing the biggest stories that matter to Toronto sports fans. The Fan Morning Show with J.D., Blake, and English. Be sure to subscribe and download the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Nick Kiprios, Justin Bourne, Sammy McKee. Continue uh, the line change. Is that what we're just going to be? It's going to be known for now? The change. Stanley Cup final is the the 50-footer. The 50-footer.
4: <laughs>
0: That's it. 20 years from now. Colorado and Tampa Bay. Oh, yeah. The 50-footer. Yeah. It's like Hull skating re- the crease. I remember that. Well, not quite Brett Hall. No. Foot in the crease. 1999 Dallas yeah. versus Buffalo. Uh, but this one has a different feel. Have we got Tim Peel or are we waiting for Tim? Hey, let's welcome in Tim Peel, uh, former NHL official, now um, full analyst. Full. <laughs> tell us how you really feel, Tim Peel. Uh, Tim. <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, when when you watch that uh, as an official, first of all, is that is that something that you would have kind of picked up right away, or are you at the mercy of the, as, so, of the rest of us watching on the so, screen?
4: Yeah, so Kipper, it's a, I, I saw it last night. I just saw one picture brief, uh, after the game. I went right to bed. So I just saw one screenshot, and I saw the player at the uh, – standing there at the at the boards at the bench getting ready to go off and my immediate reaction was that's not that's not too many men like we've seen that for years guys standing right there he's going off it has no bearing on the play what i need to see is how early did the fifth guy come on and where was that colorado player when that 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 last player came on for the line change like how egregious was it was it like, can you have you guys seen it?
0: No, you know what? Uh, we whatever we saw on the internet, uh, but th- there's no question that, uh, sorry, JB, I'll let you jump in in j- no, no. just a second here. But th- there's no question that Kadri handled the puck at the blue line. And I think Justin, uh, sent us a picture where he's in on the play, and and uh, McKinnon, who he's replacing, uh, was still on the ice. I mean is is that enough to know yeah. that we're we're dealing with a a totally 100% missed call.
4: When you explain it like that the the problem is if Kadri comes over and like you say now he's in the middle of the ice and he picks up the puck well that's a lot different than coming off the ice and being 10 15 feet away from the boards and picking up the puck and and the you know, McKinnon's leaving the ice. If it is that you know i saw Cooper's posting uh press conference he he didn't look happy and you could tell that he didn't want to get into it um last night but I initially and from what I've seen so far, I'm gonna say the officials got the call right, but I need to see more video to see how 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 like I said how egregious it was was it was it You know, obviously Colorado fans don't think it's too many men. Tampa fans do. Um, But I need to see more video before I can make a – but but initially my reaction is that the, the, the officials got the call right.
2: How often do, or how often are officials alerted to a too many men by the way teams react? Like, I thought the way that Colorado changed there, there was a confidence, right? Like, Kadri just jumped on, McKinnon went off, yeah. there wasn't the usual chaos. Does that change the way a ref looks at something like, uh, like a too many men call, how the team itself is reacting in the moment?
4: Yeah, uh, no, Justin, a little bit for sure. and, and Not so much Colorado, but uh, Tampa's reaction. You know, Tampa didn't react there but, like there was too many men on the ice. And and I don't think the coaches, I don't think anybody on that team even thought about too many men on the ice. But I guarantee you, as soon as uh, Coop walked down that, that hallway, his uh, video coach, Nigel Kerwin, was grabbing him and showing him a, a still shot of that of the the number of players on the ice and and you know right away last night somebody asked me to comment on on social media I said I cannot comment on a still shot you can't comment on just a still shot you have to look at the entire play and my gut reaction is, is that the officials got it right and and the play the other play too that people were losing their minds on was when Kemper lost his helmet 100 percent and listen i I've, I've been critical of the officials when they if they make a wrong yep. call and, and something gets wrong but there's another instance where mccauley and Sutherland handle it perfect you are, you do not blow that penalty that play down when there's an immediate scoring opportunity now if the puck goes off into the corner or up on the sidewall boom you blow you blow the play dead but that was bang bang and and they handled that perfectly
0: So you had mentioned uh, Macaulay and Sutherland were the referees last night, the linesmen, uh, Barton and and Murchison, I think. And I Uh I think Murchison was on the blue line, and I think his main focus would be whether or not uh, Lekkonen's pass to Kadri uh, was onside or offside. Correct. I think Macaulay, I think Sutherland was in the offensive zone McCauley or or maybe Sutherland, I'm not sure which one. Which was deep in the Tampa Bay zone, and then yeah, McCauley was deep. Yep. Okay, so now you've got the uh, 59. I think is Barton, and he's Barton, up. Correct. He's up around the Tampa Bay bench. My question to you, and I, this is one is has been thrown to me since last night, is you know, Tim, how, how does how do four guys miss? A 50-foot uh, illegal line change, and I'm asking you, as an official, where do the res- where's the responsibilities lie on, on on line changes here? How does it typically work for officials on who needs to to watch that?
4: Well, that's a great question, and the the league may disagree with what I have to say, but uh, when I refereed, I unless unless it. It was so obvious that everybody in the building was pointing at it. I let the linesman handle those plays. My job is to, you know, watch out for high sticks, hooks, trips, and so on. As soon as I start, you know, it's easier. Now, I will say it's easier when we have overtime and it's three on three. And you have that long line change, and the guy comes off, you know, from one end. And but, and you know, I would step up then. But normally, I would let the linesmen handle those plays. You know, I think the linesmen feel that that too many men, and uh, long line change that may result in a too many men is their responsibility. Now, the league, you know, Stevens going to walk him. It's everybody's responsibility, and it is. It is, but my, my job is to call it, make sure that I don't miss a, a, scoring, a, uh, you know, a, a scoring opportunity or a high stick or something like that. I'm letting the linesman call that too many men.
0: One more, Tim, for me uh, before I let you go, and I, I just want to play the, the, the human side of this. And uh, how bad would they feel uh, watching that on a replay would they feel as bad as I did on a few occasions, coughing one up the middle of the ice and and watching it in my own net? Yeah,
4: you know what? If 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 it turns out that it was too many men and they missed the call, um, I was the standby ref in St. Louis when when Mark Shonette and Dan O'Rourke, Johnny Murray and Matt McPherson missed the hand pass, the Kimo Meyer hand pass with San Jose and St. Louis. San Jose won that game in overtime, and subsequently they changed the rule the next year that that any scoring uh, plays had to be reviewed. And I was a standby guy, and they came in, because they, they were the only people that hadn't seen the replay, and they go, Pillsy, what happened? And I tell them, and it's silence for an hour, and, and you've got that pit in your stomach. Guys just think that our guys go back to the hotel and have a beer. Those guys, first of all, they didn't work another playoff game that year. They got cut right away. And second of all, that pit's with you. I've been in that position. That pit's with you for like a week yeah. or two after you get sent home from the playoffs. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks. And <laughs> fans don't think about that. But our guys care. They those four guys last night are four of our that's why they've in the Stanley Cup play the Stanley Cup yeah. finals. They're four of our best officials. Sutherland's yeah. worked eight, nine Stanley Cups. West will probably work Fifty, if, if they keep them around, you know they're great officials. So let's wait and see before we rush to judgment. My gut feeling is is that it, it, they made the correct call, but we'll find out.
0: Hey Tim, really appreciate your insight on this. Uh, enjoy the rest of the uh, the playoffs. Anytime. Thanks for doing this.
4: Thanks, thanks, guys. Take care.
0: Former National Hockey League uh, referee Tim Peel. All right, guys. Uh, before we get into a few other. Uh, Sammy, interesting. Now we're watching sports in general, and uh we're watching a a pretty big controversy in major league baseball. And this is the strike zone here. And mm-hmm. like getting it right at what expense and are we are we closer are we closer to computer umpires calling balls and strikes than ever before are we close now to to having a uh an eye in the sky or a computer measure distance from the bench for line changes here <laughs> where where are we heading here
1: i don't know with baseball
0: i mean that the
1: game a couple nights ago uh i think it's Ed, i forget the guy's name eddings something eddings who was just awful i i'm caught in the middle on this boys because Especially with hockey, I think the less you add things in, the better it's an incredibly fast game. It's the fastest game going, right like that's what makes it great, and it's bang bang plays and things get missed and baseball it's way worse because it's just every pitch you're holding on for dear life, you don't know what's going to happen, but I don't know how you guys feel about it, but the less technology in hockey in terms of making calls is is better for me
2: and I, I will say uh, in in terms of line changes, like this is something that's highlighted because it's a huge goal like I find it hard to grind too much over this one. Like, how many changes throughout a game? You know, like, I tweeted about this during our show. I said, here's the image we're talking about. And the whataboutism is killing me. Well, what about what happened? You know, Tampa Bay got one against the Islanders. What about earlier in the first period when, you know, like, there's line changes. They're all kind of messy and subjective, and you do the best you can. Yeah, this happens a lot. It's worse. It's worse. No argument. But I don't know. It's a pretty good hockey game. Colorado plays awesome on the road against the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions, and they win. I, I feel like we probably need to give Colorado a little bit of love for a hockey game well played on top of all this.
0: God, if we lose that human element, and I, I don't want to see egregious mistakes, um, but I don't want to also see this game get dummied down to an IT guy.
2: Yeah, when you're coming off the ice, you have to tag the red button, which opens the blue gate, which the next <laughs> player can, like, come on. It's just it's sometimes it's just it's turn a tight hockey.
1: They're just going to turn yeah. into a tight hockey. They blow the horn. Everybody goes yeah. off the ice. The oh, next crew comes on.
2: Change.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got some time for some news and notes. Uh, where do you guys want to go? Maurice to Panthers. I will be the first yeah. one to say I'm, yeah. I'm surprised at this.
2: Oh, Hold on. I also want your all your awards thoughts. So you tell me which is more important to you, because you got four minutes.
0: I got four minutes. Okay, Let, let's go NHL awards show.
2: Ah, the boy
0: hated it. Absolutely <laughs> hated it.
1: What a surprise! No,
0: it was like watching a B movie. Like, what do you like? Just come on. We're 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 squeezing this thing in uh during a Stanley Cup playoffs. We're trying to look like it's really big when it's really not a big show. And this Keenan Thompson guy Don't you ever really, see
2: Keenan Thompson? Don't you ever really see him? Oh so, you didn't
0: love his so joke at the end, Kipper? I Oh no no no. If if uh, if I'm Brendan Shanahan or Kyle Dubis, and I hear that Keenan Thompson take that 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 cheap shot at my organization, yeah, Kipper, he, he's lucky I'm not in that room. I would have punched you him sensitive flowers. Yes. Right. Are you yes, no, 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 no. Oh I, I, my I, god! I will, have thinner I, skin. I will take that joke from a hundred other people, but not a guy. Who wouldn't know the difference between an ice rink and ice cubes okay <laughs> who wrote, hey keenan who wrote that joke for you by the way Are, <laughs> y- you're telling me now you're coming in now and 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 your hockey expertise now will allow you to rip on the leafs winning something in june for the first time really Skipper. like oh my I, god like, i've never loved to take as much as this i i, I okay <laughs> all right like don't want my I don't want that show ending on, a, on the butt of joke on, on the Toronto Maple Leafs. I don't. Yeah. And it, to Sammy's point, we, okay, yeah, we're, we're taking hits. And I'm speaking as if I'm Brendan Shanahan now. We're taking hits for not getting out of the first round but we had a historic night for the organization 100% in, in, 100%. in a heart trophy this
2: all here this all here
0: and the Ted Lindsay award and you're ending it making me the butt of the joke that mm-hmm. goes viral that everybody's talking about that to end the show i would go banana crazy on the oh, league Lord. and that keenan thompson okay <laughs> Anybody but you, Mr. Saturday Night Live, save that crap for 11.30 Eastern on Saturday night. Don't bring that cheese to the, the, the show. The liberal media.
1: No, that's a good take. I completely agree. No, that, the it's part not. Of that, I love that whole take, but the part of that take is that's the most correct is the organization just had like one of its biggest nights yes. in franchise history. And you got to say that crap to end. I'm so happy you said it, Kipper. Love you, they, buddy. They, they, just,
0: they deserve some Listen, love. On this don't have that. a show. Don't try to uh, jam a square peg in a round hole here. Just There's hand out tape. the awards. Skip Come the back award next show. Year. It stinks. Come back next year <laughs> on a regular schedule, regular cycle. Go back to, to cheesing it up in Vegas next year. But this show in Tampa Bay was just a poor attempt. <laughs> All right. We, we got to go. That's the end of our show. <laughs> All right. You glad I went with the awards over? Great show. Yes.
2: Great show. We got to go.
0: <laughs> All right. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever you're doing. Real Kipper and Bourne. We're back tomorrow.